welcome to the 12th season of In the Red Zone, talking New Orleans Saints football. And now let's go to Premier Nissan at 6636 Veterans Boulevard, where Metairie meets Kenner. With your host, WGSO radio personality, Mitch Gibbs. Oh, welcome to, uh, this is our final show of the uh, year in terms of the, uh, you know, what we've been starting in August doing our show, um, you know, talking Saints football for the 12th season. We kind of ran, ran it uh, through the month of January because we have the NFL playoffs, and now we're down to two in the Super Bowl. But I have a great announcement. Starting next month, we're going to move on on Saturday mornings, 9 to 11, to uh, premiere um, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, which is right off the service road, I-10 off of Bullard. So that'll be a great location. And we're going to start this Saturday with the show, February 3rd. And we're going to talk everything from uh, basketball, college and pro to events and all festivals and all that great stuff, which we have so much of at this time of the year. But let's start with our, our guests. we got to have four great guests to wrap up the uh, football season. And uh, Gary Smith joins us now uh, with the Associated Press and the ad of course. So, Gary, thanks for joining me uh, this afternoon. Thanks for having me on the show. My voice is a little scratchy. I'm a little under the weather, but, but I'm ready. Uh, he's always a trooper. He's always a Hey, so, uh, you know, we start off with, uh, you know, talking about Dan Campbell. I think he's a story mm-hmm. of the day. And I, I would like, and I, I've told, yeah. maybe I've told you this, I've told so many people, there has to be a guy like me, and I think you think like me a lot too, there has to be, they have to hire, NFL coaches mm-hmm. have to hire a guy like us to stand next to the head coach and say, hey, wait a minute, are you thinking through what you're doing? Because it was amazing to me that Campbell was did the right thing at the end of the first half because San Francisco got the ball first in the second half to kick the field goal to keep the momentum on his side and have a three-score lead. He had the opportunity again uh, in the early in the third quarter and did not do that, but he's got to understand that uh, points are very important, but momentum may be even bigger than mm-hmm. that. And he th- that changed the whole game. It gave San Francisco yep. life. I know they got that fluke play, you know, on the tip ball. But, I mean, it, and there's a joke, Gary, about how uh, people are posting a picture, Dan, of, of Campbell. He's got 18. He says, hit me. You know, yeah, keep right. his hand. Yeah, I saw that one. So, so yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Because yeah, I just think I, it's incredible. The no, I agree. I actually think the first one was more egregious than the second one. And, you know, I, I get irritated because these metrics people have come out saying that the ESPN odds show that there was an 0.3% better odds of winning if you go for it instead of kicking a field. That's just hogwash. They were up 24 to 10. They were dominating the game. You kicked the field goal at that time. Yeah, their kicker, and then another point, their kicker hadn't been that reliable in his career. It's a four, it's an, it, it's a below 50-yard field goal in the NFL. You make those kicks at least nine out of ten times. Um, so yeah, no, they, they, you got to you got to kick the field goal there. They were dominating the game. Um, it's no, it's certainly not a guarantee that they would have won, but there was a heck of a lot better chance. First of all, even if you get the first down, there's a good chance you're not going to score a touchdown down the road anyway. So yeah, you, you absolutely have to kick the field goal. I would have kicked the field goal in the fourth quarter when they were down by three. I think you can make an argument for that one because there was about seven minutes left. And by that point, they weren't really stopping San Francisco. So, you know, if they make it, it's a tie game and San Francisco has the ball back. They may not, you know, they could almost think, you know, they may go on a long drive. Um, but I think you kicked the field goal there too, because at that point, what what 
what evidence during the game was there that Detroit was going to actually pick up that first down? You got you again. You got to go by game situation. Their offense had kind of fallen apart. They dropped the pass on the previous fourth down conversion. It just yeah, the metrics weren't good for that. And uh, look. Campbell, he probably cost Detroit a game against Dallas at the end of the regular season when they got a penalty on a two-point conversion, and then he ran it back from the, what, the 12-yard line or the 7-yard line? I can't remember what the penalty was now. That was ludicrous. And I remember that learned, game, right? He, he should have... At that he point, he should have kicked the extra point. He yeah. kicked, I mean, there's not, that's just, that was really awful. I mean, you just got to kick the extra point there. I mean, uh, the odds of making a two-point conversion after the penalty were very slim. And, he, look, he, he, he's obviously a good coach. His players love him. But this is the kind of decision-making, when it's repeated, that starts that, – that, that, I mean, he, he's got to change because you, you, you can't be a long-term successful coach when you're making mistakes like that. Well, I'm going to add one other thing here. Um, and I, and he's been defended by and 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 for Erickson and and I'm a University of Miami yeah. fan of course but I gotta get I gotta do with all due respect don't yeah. tell me it was the right decision because he's <laughs> done this the whole season yeah. you're yeah. in the playoffs right it's yeah. situational si- uh, football yeah, totally it, you know what I'm saying you've got to read how the game's going you've got yeah. if you kick the field goal and you make it in the third quarter you got a three score lead mm-hmm. it's gonna be mm-hmm. tough to beat you yep and you and you don't change the momentum you still probably have the momentum because then you got to kick off to the and they get the ball maybe at the 25 assuming it's Mm -hmm. a touchback so that was just a really bad argument to defend this guy and uh, Campbell talked about the press conference and I know I'm gonna get screwed he was like of course dude it was just I just you know you you gotta throw whoever came up with those uh those analytics that that guy (laughs) needs to be sued for malpractice in my opinion because he's giving a lot of bad advice and analytics, they're not situational. It's its based on the league average and an average situation in any year, regardless of the opponent or what's going on in the game. So that, that to me, you can throw it out. Because, I mean, everything is situational and, and, and based on what's going on in the game. And the analytics are not. They're, they're, they're like coming in a they're, – they're in some vacuum somewhere. All right, so um, – yeah, yeah, so I, I know and, – and so we get to the – so San Francisco – uh, to me, should have lost to Green Bay. Not good coaching decisions in Green Bay either. And Jordan Love really struggled at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, these these are the numbers you got to look at going into the championship game. And I did really think it was going to be San Francisco and Kansas City in the so Super Bowl. And uh, <laughs> but look at the numbers here. Mahomes, as an underdog, yeah. is um, eleven one and one against the spread. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shanahan's zero yeah. three against the Chiefs. Mahomes mm-hmm. is ten and three straight up as an underdog, and the Chiefs are fourteen and three in the playoffs with Mahomes. And Shanahan is uh, eight and three in the playoffs, but he's two and two in NFC Championship games in the Super Bowl. I love Kansas City in this game, and they're the underdog again, which is which is a good thing for them. I, I, I do too. And look, before the season, San Francisco was my Super Bowl pick. I had them beating Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. Obviously, uh, that 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 the Cincinnati part didn't work out. But I, I'm shocked, I, I, and I'm not often shocked that San Francisco is the favorite in this game. Um, I, I compared it on on Twitter today, or X, or whatever you call it. Now, this is the first time I've been this surprised by a point spread since the since um what 18 years ago 19 years ago when the raiders were favored over what i thought was an obviously superior tampa bay team going into the super bowl tampa bay beat them easily Kansas City is a better team than San Francisco right now. You just pointed out San Francisco was sort of, was kind of lucky 
to win both of their playoff games. Kansas City played much better teams. They, they beat three consecutive, and the Dolphins, I don't, don't really count, but they won at Buffalo, and they won at Baltimore, and deserved to win both games, and were the better team in both games, and they've got Patrick Mahomes. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand why in the world Kansas City isn't favored in this game, and, and, but well, you're right, they'll say, use that as motivation. Let me just say one thing. Yeah. If Kansas City's got a lead, like Green Bay yeah. or say, or, yeah. uh, or, uh, uh, or, or Detroit had this, it's uh, there's no way they're coming back against Mahomes yeah. and the Chiefs. That ain't gonna happen. Yeah. And no. and Kansas City start off slow. I mean, yeah. San Francisco start off slowly in their last couple of playoff yeah. games. And like you said, they played at home, comfortable mm-hmm. environment against not as good teams. Chiefs mm-hmm. play better teams on the road. I think the Chiefs are gonna win this game easily unless they you know make mistakes. Yeah. And, and look, the Chiefs' offense isn't great this year, but their defense is really good. They were their defense was just absolutely terrific against Baltimore. I, I've never been a Lamar Jackson guy in the playoffs, but their receivers were blanketed. Um, and then and then the, the fumble at the goal line, yeah, that's bad luck. But that was an unbelievable play by the by the Kansas City DB to safety to just rip the ball. That was a beautiful perfectly. play. That was an incredible play. Um, and and they were just they're just and 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 their run defense, which was shaky for much of the year, was fantastic in that game. And San Francisco's got the defensive reputation, but they didn't really play good defense at the end of the regular season, and it's carried over to the playoffs. I'm trying to figure out an area where San Francisco actually has an advantage over the Chiefs right now, and I'm hard-pressed to find one. We'll see how it goes. Hey, we got a roll. Yeah. Thanks again, Gary. Always appreciate it. We'll talk to you real soon. Thanks for having me on. All right, so that was Gary Smith. We'll be back with Brett Martell from the Associated Press right after these messages live here, our last show of the 12th season in the Red Zone. Mitch Gibbs here, host of In the Red Zone in our 12th season for LA Medical Management Corporation located at 2930 Canal Boulevard, New Orleans, Louisiana. And they are open Monday through Thursdays, 8.30 to 5.30 p.m. and Fridays, 8 to 5 p.m. At LMMC, they handle primary care, physical therapy, and diagnostic testing. With medical doctors on staff, they are the personal injury specialists and the leaders in accident-related health care. Call them today at 504-821-2574. This is Jed Derensburg with DA Exterminating Company. Here's our jingle. Hope it bugs you. DA Exterminating, the real DA is on the way. Bring your homes, got fleas or homes, got bugs. Crawl in your walls or on your rocks. Say no to bugs, tell your DA, pick up the phone, we're on the way. DA Exterminating. We offer complete pest and termite control featuring the Centricon system. DA Exterminating Company, 800-650-PEST. DA at Fidelity Bank, some of our clients say here for good in Spanish. Estamos aquí para quedarnos. Some say it in French. Ici pour de bon. Vietnamese. Aray, my, my. And even Italian. Qui per sempre. Because here for good means we're local and committed to our uniquely diverse South Louisiana community. Come see what a difference a local bank can make since 1908. Here for good. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Following is a paid endorsement. He's a man of integrity. Choosing your attorney can be a life-changing decision. Chip Forstall has over 28 years of experience, giving you the personal attention that you need. If you or a loved one has been injured, 
you need a lawyer to protect you, your family, and work to get compensation for your injuries, contact the law office of Chip Forstall today, located at 320 North Carrollton Avenue, New Orleans, or call us at 483-3400. That's 483-3400. Or log on to www.chipforstall.com today. You need caring, aggressive, and effective representation. You need personal attention. You need Chip Forstall. Hey, it's Christian on behalf of DTS Appliance Direct. DTS Appliance Direct has moved to City Park. Go now to their current showroom, 432 North Anthony Street. DTS Appliance Direct is liquidating their current inventory. Up to 25% off appliances like GE, Z-Line, Blaze Grills, Monogram, Cafe, Hire, and many more. Go call DTS Appliance Direct 504-766-0738. Take advantage of this liquidation sale at DTS Appliance Direct 504-766-0738. All right, we're back here for our next segment. Uh, here It's our last show of the uh, 12th season of In the Red Zone. We'll be back next year for r- number 13, so hopefully that'll be lucky for the Saints. But we got Brett Martell with the Associated Press with us right now. So, Brett, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Sure, Mitch. Good to be on. Hey, good to have you on. And um, interesting games uh, yesterday uh, afternoon and evening. I don't think uh, I think, you know, Kansas City is the champion until they get beat. And so I'm not surprised. And we were talking about our last guest. If you want to talk about, you know, first of all, about uh, Dan Campbell, I guess we should mention. And uh, we were talking about how uh, the analytics and all that stuff is really, they've got to stop really thinking about using that kind of stuff because I don't understand Dan Campbell's thinking. I thought he was right to kick the field goal at the end of the first half to keep a three-score lead. Then he doesn't do it um, in the third quarter, and then he doesn't do it again when he has a chance to tie the game. And um, I think that really changed the momentum of the game. And you know how these games are. First of all, uh, analytics doesn't take into account situations you've got to look at situational football you got to look at momentum and uh, I think that's the most important things when you in games like this and um, you know he said he regretted making the decision uh, it's too late for that now so I want to get your thoughts on uh, you know uh, coaches not uh, relying too much on averaging and analytics and things like that and not looking at what's going on in the game uh, it's just really tough because his persona is you know playing to win, not playing, not to lose, if you will. So he didn't want to be conservative. It's not just, I think, the analytics. I think it's kind of like, you know, the, the kind of swagger that he wants the Lions to play with and the confidence he wants them to have. And, and the idea is that, you know, well, if you go for it on fourth and short twice instead of kicking field goals and you only make it once and that once turns into seven points, well, that's better than kicking two field goals or whatever, you know. So um, I get all that. I think in hindsight, it does look like a mistake. I think the big problem here is that he did have a three-score lead at halftime. So at that point, I think you have to, again, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough call. I mean, the, the 49ers are a really good team. Um, and I, I think he, he wanted to keep, the, you know, his foot on the gas and not, you know, I mean, be too conservative. I mean, if, if he had only kicked field goals and then they come back and lost by one point, maybe people would have thought he should have gone for it on fourth down, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you know, they would have said he was too conservative, and he let the 49ers come back. You know, after he had been aggressive all year long. So it's it's a really 
I think it's a really difficult spot and it's a learning experience and it's something that really a coach, I think, has to have a feel for the game and maybe go on instinct and um, and maybe his judgment just let him down in this case. You know, I mean, in hindsight, it's easy to see. Um, but, yeah, I, in terms of the feel for the game and what the team needed and was going to need down the stretch, it just turned out to be the wrong decision. But I don't, I don't want to be too critical of him for, for, uh, for the way he approached that. Yeah, I uh, kind of use an analogy in basketball. I think a team's up by 10 points going into like the fourth quarter. I'm like, all you got to do is play even and you win the game comfortably. So I think about it in that way. So anyway, and moving on, uh, I don't think there's any surprise. Uh, it, you know, if you look at Mahomes' record as against the spread, as an underdog, it's unbelievable. You look at his, his record uh, as an underdog straight up, it's really good as well, whether it's regular season or playoffs. So I don't think anybody was shocked that they won those two games, but they played better teams arguably, and they played teams on the road, and now San Francisco has to go from playing home to a neutral site. I think Kansas City should win this game uh, comfortably. I know, you know, Kansas City makes mistakes here and there. You think about, they went for it on fourth down in the third quarter. Maybe they should have kicked a field goal. They fumbled the ball on the goal line against uh, Buffalo, so they make mistakes. They're not perfect, but being a two-point underdog or one-half, whatever it is, is a little surprising to me, but it's good for the Chiefs because they're a great underdog, and I think they're going to win this game, and Mahomes is going to be uh, win his third Super Bowl. How do you see the Super Bowl? I think it's most likely going to play out the way you predict. Uh, the caveat just being that I, San Francisco might be one of the best defenses, if not the best defense he'll face all year. And with two weeks to kind of plan a rush scheme, um, and if I remember right, uh, Kansas City did have get a little banged up on the offensive line during that game. Um, you know, it. San Francisco's defensive line could just blow up the game, you know, and that could be the difference. And so the 49ers could win if, if they're able to really get Mahomes uh, off his game. But Mahomes is a hard guy to get off his game because he throws so well on the run and he ad-libs and he knows when to run and when to, you know, run vertically or laterally to extend the play. And, and Kelsey always seems to know how to bail him out by getting to a spot where, you know, when, when, when plays break down, he seems to be, to be able to get somewhere where Mahomes can find him. So like when I consider all that stuff, it's, I'm like you. It's like hard for me to see how they're going to lose. Um, yeah, and the, and the two teams they beat, right? The two teams they beat were good enough to beat them, um, and uh, and made mistakes um, crit- at critical times. I, I think actually Baltimore w- made way more mistakes in that game, and uh, had a lot to do with Kansas City's victory. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, either way, it should be. I think it's going to be really close. Uh, and I'll be interested to see how, uh, what kind of scheme defensively that San Francisco comes up with and how Mahomes handles it. The intangible in the game also favors the Chiefs, which I think is maybe the biggest thing, is the teams that have been there and have been successful at that level, they know how to win games like that, and you think about them playing a few years ago and, and the Fortnite's really should have won that game. A couple of passes away, maybe, but they got away from running the ball, and the Chiefs came back and beat him. Shanahan has lost a Super Bowl like that. He's lost a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. You remember the infamous Atlanta-New England game? You think about right. the year that he lost the NFC Championship when he had a lead against the Rams in the second half or maybe in the fourth quarter, and 
The Chiefs don't lose games like that, except for the Patriots game generally. So I really like their chances. But I want to ask you, with a, with only a couple of minutes to go, I know it's going to be an interesting offseason for the Saints. Uh, what do you expect to, in general to see in terms of free agency in the draft for the Saints? Well, um, maybe receiver. I mean, it's looking increasingly like, like you know, Michael Thomas may be moving on. Um, just, you know, with another kind of blow up on social media over the weekend. And again, you know, this was the fourth year in a row now where he wasn't as productive as they needed him to be. Um, although he wasn't getting paid quite that much this year with that renegotiated one year contract, but they probably could use, uh, some help at receiver and, um, the pass rush probably needs to be better. Um, you know, I mean, they, uh, they hope Peyton Turner will finally be healthy, but he hasn't been healthy his whole career. So um, they need, you know, they need something in terms of um, help in the pass rush, either on the interior or on the edge. Um, and uh, yeah, the secondary is strong, um, and the offensive line might need might need some help, especially because of the trouble they've been having developing Trevor Penning. What do you think about? Um guys like Lattimore and Kamara, you think they're potentially tradable or they're just going to look to see if they can get a value from them? If not, they're going to stay with the Saints. Yeah, I think they could go either way on those guys. But they do, they are, I mean, the Saints have some cap issues um, and those guys are expensive. And uh, Kamara's coming off arguably his worst season maybe as a pro. So, um they're going to have to take a hard look at, at, at what they can get for those guys and whether they should trade them or try to get them to do, you know, to do some maneuver, cap maneuvering, you know, restructuring um, or something to that effect. I mean, they've already done, I think, a restructure with Lattimore. Um, maybe something could be coming with Kamara as well. Next year is the last real year on Kamara's contract. The year after that, I don't think, is necessarily a legitimate year. It's kind of like one of those backloaded base salaries that, was just, you know, there for mm-hmm. maybe for bragging rights for his agent or something like that. But that's, um, you know, this is this is basically one year left on Kamara's salary, realistically. Well, we'll leave it with that. Contract. Yeah. So, hey, Brad, yeah. thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I'll sure, I'm sure I'll see you real soon. Thanks again. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care, Mitch. Thank you, man. That was Brett Martell. Good stuff for the Associated Press. Yeah, the Saints are going to have a lot of decisions to make. Interesting that everybody is really giving high praise to Spagnola. He did a great job. Chiefs did so well defensively against a very good Baltimore team. We used to have Spagnola as our defensive coordinator at one time under Sean Payton. We're going to take another break. We'll be back with Hunt Palmer right after these messages. Before you pay that other pest control company their, quote, home of the $650 termite treatment protection plan, call DA. I'm Jed Derensburg with DA Exterminating, and I bet we can beat that price. We offer different treatment methods featuring the Centricon bait system, and we have one of the best termite protection plans in the country. Before you pay $650 to another company, call DA. New Orleans metro area, North Shore, and Homa. DA Exterminating, complete pest and termite control services since 1959. Call 800-650-PEST. The following is a paid endorsement. He's a man of integrity. Choosing your attorney can be a life-changing decision. Chip Forstall has over 28 years of experience, giving you the personal attention that you need. 
If you or a loved one has been injured, you need a lawyer to protect you, your family, and work to get compensation for your injuries. Contact the law office of Chip Forstall today, located at 320 North Carrollton Avenue, New Orleans, or call us at 483-3400. That's 483-3400. Or log on to www.chipforstall.com today. You need caring, aggressive, and effective representation. You need personal attention. You need Chip Forstall. Hi, this is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorington. To increase public awareness of police misconduct in the state, the ACLU of Louisiana has launched a comprehensive dashboard of police killings and violence. ACLU data analyst Elijah Appleson says they created the dashboard to increase accessibility to the data and to give those who are victim of police violence a voice. Through a combination of data and narratives that we put together, we're really hoping to bring attention and to amplify the stories of those who are affected by the violence. A third reason for the dashboard is to ensure police accountability. In next month's special session on crime, Governor Jeff Landry will push for Louisiana lawmakers to find new ways to hand out capital punishment. He says death penalty cases can be lengthy and cost the state millions. I think that the special session is going to address the flaws and tighten up the laws so that they look more like Texas and Arkansas, uh, states that have successfully fulfilled their obligation uh, to victims. Landry opposed granting clemency to more than 50 death row inmates last year. LRN. Tiger fans, are you looking for the latest news on all things LSU? Then Tiger Rag Magazine is your go-to source. Whether you pick up the magazine or browse over to the website, Tiger Rag Magazine provides you with the most up-to-date information on all the sports, university, and recruiting news that matters to you. Find it at your local newsstand or online at tigerrag.com. Let's face it, we all know that the recruiting scene at LSU can get a little wild. Don't fret. Now more than ever, Tiger Rag Magazine is staying ahead of the game when it comes to name, image, likeness regulations. Thanks to our Tiger Rag Magazine experts and analysts, we can help you understand what it means to LSU and how you can stand formed on this rapidly changing landscape. Plus, our website makes it easy for fans to get their hands on all the information they need about LSU athletics. Get your subscriptions today. So if you're looking for in-depth coverage of everything LSU, Look no further than Tiger Rag Magazine. Available on newsstands or online, tigerrag.com. This is Jed Derensburg with DA Exterminating Company. Here's our jingle. Hope it bugs you. DA Exterminating, the real DA is on the way. Take your homes, got fleas, or homes, got bugs. Crawl it in your walls or on your rocks. Say no to bugs, tell your DA, pick up the phone, we're on the way. DA Exterminating. We offer complete pest and termite control featuring the Centricon system. DA Exterminating Company, 800-650-PEST. 
Mitch Gibbs here, host of In the Red Zone in our 12th season for LA Medical Management Corporation, located at 2930 Canal Boulevard, New Orleans, Louisiana. And they are open Monday through Thursdays, 8.30 to 5.30 p.m. and Fridays, 8 to 5 p.m. At LMMC, they handle primary care, physical therapy, and diagnostic testing. With medical doctors on staff, they are the personal injury specialists and the leaders in accident-related health care. Call them today at 504-821-2574. Are you suffering from neck and back pain from a recent car accident? Have you gone to the emergency room to have them tell you there's nothing wrong? Hi, I'm Dr. Steven Tremuda with Doctors Rehab Services, and chiropractic care is one of the best remedies for whiplash and soft tissue injuries. With locations in Kenner, Mid-City, and the West Bank, it's easy to start your road to recovery. At Doctors Rehab Service, we'll even do all the work with your insurance company and attorney to get you the care you really need. For a free consultation or to get more information, call Doctors Rehab Services at 504-465-5553. Call me, Dr. T. Mitch Gibbs here, host of In the Red Zone, talking about my good friend Bob and Parish Coffee, which started in 2018 and provides quality coffee at an affordable price. Try their medium roast, dark roast, chicory coffee, decaf coffee, and southern pecan. They are all handcrafted with a great taste to wake you up to a beautiful morning and are available at local roasters including Robert's, Rouse's, Bromart, Langenstein's, Canseco's, and Doranac. All right, we're back here. I want to mention, of course, playtimberlane.com. If you want to book a tee time, 504-367-5010. I know it was a rough week. It's amazing. I got to play golf twice last week with all the weather. It was just a beautiful weather all the way through Saturday. And we're going to start our show. And hopefully this gentleman will join me at times as we move to uh, basketball and uh, other stuff, uh, entertainment in New Orleans, as we move to uh premier uh, Jeep uh, Chrysler Dodge uh, Ram uh, right off the I-10 at Bullard, and we'll be talking uh, sports and all that great stuff all the way through May. But uh, I want to get Hunt's opinion on something. First, Hunt, thanks uh, for joining me uh, this afternoon. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. All right, so if you look at statistics in the Super Bowl, uh, the numbers are unbelievable. Mahomes, as an underdog, um, as an underdog, as a starting quarterback, which has only happened 13 times, he's 11-1-1. One, one. Uh, he's straight up 10-3. and three. Maybe means he wins the game outright as an underdog, as a starting quarterback. Shanahan's 0-3 against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 14-3 in the playoffs with Mahomes. And beyond just the statistics... And you can talk about the quality of opponents and where they played if you compare Kansas City to San Francisco. There are teams that, and, and as much as I'm not a Patriots fan, they knew how to win the big games. They knew how to make the plays at the right moments. And the Chiefs are a little bit like that. They've got a ways to go to catch up to the, uh, I don't know if they'll ever catch up to the Patriots, but they can get close, in my opinion. This is a great opportunity to get to number three halfway there. But you have to make the big plays at the right time. You have to know how to win football games when you're not playing your best. And the Chiefs did not play great offensively in the second half. They went for it on fourth down, didn't get a first down. Remember, in the Bills game, they fumbled at the goal line, but they ended up winning those games because they made the right plays at the right time with pretty good defense, especially yesterday. So, I ask you, uh, Hunt, uh, based upon what you saw uh, yesterday, uh, what are your thoughts in general of the Super Bowl coming up in a couple of weeks? I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a good game. I think that uh, San Francisco was the class of the NFC for the majority of the year. Philly had a great start, but obviously faded significantly. And 
you know, the Chiefs are the best organization in the sport right now. And I think Andy Reid's probably still a little bit underrated uh, based on his success at two different stops with, with two different quarterbacks. And this is obviously new heights even for him to, to reach this many Super Bowls and have a chance to win a third. Um, I think it's going to be great. I, I don't know. Uh, the teams are very different. Uh, the 49ers are just a great, a great team um, with a, a quarterback who was drafted in the seventh round who uh, has played well but is certainly not a star. And the Chiefs have, have built a very, very young, productive defense, and then they've, they've paired it with the quarterback of this generation. So I'm excited for it in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it should be a great game. I like the Chiefs, obviously. And I'm I'm kicking myself because they were, I believe, were like 9-1, to one, either at the end of the season or right before the playoffs, to win the Super Bowl. And I got greedy. I was like, I didn't like the number. But I really thought the Chiefs had a great chance to get there. And I think the AFC is better than the NFC. It's like more competitive or more quality. No question about that. But we'll see how that goes. But I want to also ask you about the Saints during the offseason. A very important offseason. Interesting coaching hires uh, across the NFC South. I'm not really uh, – I think it was actually good for the Saints, some of the hires I saw, uh, you know, especially with the Atlanta Falcons. I'm kind of scratching my head on that one a little bit. A guy had a losing record at Tampa Bay. Don't understand that hire. Although I think Belichick wouldn't have been any better. But um, what do you think the Saints need to do? What do you think they're going to do in, ter- in the offseason – as we talk about, for example, the draft or even free agency or also some of these veterans are costing them a lot of money when they're over the cap. What are they going to do with that? So talk a little bit about that. I mean, the first thing they got to do is hire an offensive coordinator because that's really the only significant move they're making here. Um, they're, they're keeping the defensive staff as is. You're, you're married to your quarterback, and the roster kind of is what it is, big picture. Um, so the biggest change is going to be offensive coordinator. I, I, I tend to think it's probably Clint Kubiak, Brian Greasy, or, or Gerard Johnson. I think those are the three names that make the most sense to me at this point. I think if it was going to be a promotion from within, that that would already be done. Uh, so I think they're going to go outside the organization, which I applaud. I, I think this organization has gotten stale because they continue to just elevate people from inside and don't, don't shake things up and go outside the box. Um, that's, that's option one. And then I uh, that's her or a number of things they need to address on the roster. It's got uh, significant issues kind of all over the field. Some are fixable, some are not. Um, they've got questions at both offensive tackle spots that have to be answered. Is Ryan Ramchick's career over? Can he get healthy and, and return to not all pro form, but pro bowl form? Um, you know, we'll see. And then left tackle, you've drafted a guy that you obviously don't trust, so they got to figure something out there. Maybe it's Andrews Pete. We'll see. Um, and then... And you start to look at potentially trading Marshawn Lattimore to see what you can get for him if you feel like your young corners are, are good enough to, to get some assets for Lattimore because you, you don't have, I believe, a third or fourth round pick, in the, or maybe second and third round picks in this draft. You're missing two draft picks. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a daunting task, but they've got to start somewhere. And they don't have, and they're over the cap, so they've got to figure out how to do that. I think that, obviously, um, even though some people don't think it's that important, it really is to have a backup quarterback, especially since Derek Carr was injured several times during the season. He's not the youngest guy either, and I think they got to move on from Jameis Winston. Uh, I'm not even going by what happened at the end of the season. He had three chances in winnable games. They win one of those. They make the playoffs. They win the division. I thought he was not very good in any of those three situations. And then you talked about Ladd 
Lattimore. You talk about Kamara, for example, as well. Uh, do you think that those guys stay if they just can't get any value? Or they th- you think they've just got to move some money around, some salary to get under the cap? How do you see that playing out? They'll get under the cap because Kai Harlow will get in there and start crunching numbers and they'll convert roster bonuses and defer more money down the line. The only question there financially is, what do you do with Derek Carr? Because if you move his money down the line, you're going to commit to him for a third season, um, and that's you know an important decision that the organization's got to make. Um, the, the, the part about getting something for those players is the more important thing. If you can, can get some assets for Lattimore, for Kamara, and I, don't, I don't know that Michael Thomas has any value at all, um, then that's something that the Saints need to explore. Um, they've spent a lot of time feeling like they were one or two pieces away from, from getting all the way to the Super Bowl. And that was the correct way to go about things when you had Peyton and Brees. You don't. And you're not one thing away. You're, you're ten things away uh, from getting this thing figured out and being an elite team in, in the conference. So you've got to make decisions that reflect that. And so if, if there is a market for some of those players, which I, I have my doubts because they're expensive and they're old, um, which are two bad things, uh, you've got to explore those. Not only that, they they to me, if they can move guys and get draft picks, to me that's the most important. They gotta get younger on both sides of the ball. They gotta they gotta cut south. They gotta, you know, they, they need guys who are on rookie contracts, but they've been kicking the can down the road so long, I agree with you. And they still didn't have the right pieces, or like you said, they needed multiple pieces anyway. And then it you know, all it depends too on a guy like Kendra Miller. If he can play like he did in the Atlanta game, but that was such a small sample, then I think that Kamara becomes a little more tradable. But if if he's not, and you get rid of Kamara, and you're going to bring in whatever you're going to do, I that you, you always draft running backs later, and you get lucky. And I still think uh, Hunt they need to really draft a quarterback because Derek Carr is was okay this year. I'm not going by those last two weeks because I don't think that means that much. Uh, I think they need to draft a quarterback because they're not going to be able to afford a, a quarterback at free agency anyway. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? I think it would be great, but they're not going to do it because drafting a backup quarterback or the quarterback of the future is mortgaging something for this year, and this is the biggest year of Dennis Allen's professional life. If Dennis Allen fails this year, he will never be an NFL head coach again. So he has to do everything he can to win this year. And drafting a 21-year-old project quarterback, while you already have a quarterback you've committed $100 million to, doesn't help you next year. So I just don't think they're going to do it. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I just think they, you know, like I said, I think they made a mistake bringing Derek Carr here anyway. I know he played well at the end of the season, uh, but uh, I think that's where their issue is, like you said, because they thought if they had the quarterback, that would make the difference and they would win the division. And they had an easy schedule, one of the easiest schedules, and it gets a lot. It's going to be much more difficult. There's no question. So we'll see how that goes. But, hey, hon, it's always a pleasure. And we're going to be on every Saturday all the way through May, so hopefully you can join me sometimes. And we'll talk a little basketball as well because, you know, the Pelicans – are going to be in the playoffs in some capacity. We know that. But we'll see how that goes down the road. Hey, thanks again for joining me. Have a great week. Thanks again, Hunt. You too, Mitch. Thanks. All right, so we're going to take our final break here. We got uh, Glenn Gilbo coming up. But, yeah, I like to say, yeah. I mean, you. the thing about Kamara is he's not what he used to be, but he's still a great player. Uh 
And uh, and then you have to worry if Kendra Miller's not the right guy. I mean, he looked good at the end of the season, but he was hurt a fair amount of the season. I know you can draft running backs in the middle or late rounds, and you can pick up some gems. I mean, it's just you don't want to draft generally draft running backs early in the draft. They need a little more help at wide receiver. Agree, tight end wouldn't be a bad position as well. Offense, there's just a lot of needs, even on the defensive side of the ball, because these guys are getting older. So that's my concern. And uh, so I think the draft is very important. So if you can move veteran guys, I would want draft picks, as many draft picks, and I want to draft a lot of players and develop these guys, and hopefully that will make the difference. Again, it's going to be a very winnable division. The only force of the schedule is going to be tougher, no question about that. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll be back with the last segment of the show of the season, the 12 in the red zone. We'll be back right after these messages. Before you pay that other pest control company, they are, quote, home of the $650 termite treatment protection plan called DA. I'm Jed Derensburg with DA Exterminating, and I bet we can beat that price. We offer different treatment methods featuring the Centricon bait system, and we have one of the best termite protection plans in the country. Before you pay $650 to another company, call DA. New Orleans metro area, North Shore and Homer. DA Exterminating, complete pest and termite control services since 1959. Call 800-650-PEST. Mitch Gibbs here, host of In the Red Zone in our 12th season for LA Medical Management Corporation, located at 2930 Canal Boulevard, New Orleans, Louisiana. And they are open Monday through Thursdays, 8.30 to 5.30 p.m. and Fridays, 8 to 5 p.m. At LMMC, they handle primary care, physical therapy, and diagnostic testing. With medical doctors on staff, they are the personal injury specialists and the leaders in accident-related health care. Call them today at 504-821-2574. At Fidelity Bank, some of our clients say here for good in Spanish. Estamos aquí para quedarnos. Some say it in French. Ici pour de bon. Vietnamese. Aray, my, my. And even Italian. Qui per sempre. Because here for good means we're local and committed to our uniquely diverse South Louisiana community. Come see what a difference a local bank can make. Since 1908, here for good. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Are you suffering from neck and back pain from a recent car accident? Have you gone to the emergency room to have them tell you there's nothing wrong? Hi, I'm Dr. Steven Tremuda with Doctors Rehab Services. And chiropractic care is one of the best remedies for whiplash and soft tissue injuries. With locations in Kenner, Mid-City, and the West Bank, it's easy to start your road to recovery. At Doctors Rehab Service, we'll even do all the work with your insurance company and attorney to get you the care you really need. For a free consultation or to get more information, call Doctors Rehab Services at 504-465-5553. Call me, Dr. T. is a paid endorsement. He's a man of Choosing your attorney can be a life-changing decision. Chip Forstall has over 28 years of experience, giving you the personal attention that you need. If you or a loved one has been injured, you need a lawyer to protect you, your family, and work to get compensation for your injuries. Contact the law office of Chip Forstall today, located at 320 North Carrollton Avenue, New Orleans, or call us at 483-3400. That's 483-3400. Or log on to www.chipforstall.com today. You need caring, aggressive, and effective representation. You need personal attention. You need Chip Forstall. All right, we're back here live for the final segment. I want to mention, of course, playtimberlane.com. 
if you want to play golf there. I'll hopefully be out there tomorrow morning. It'll be a little bit chilly, but I'll take that any day over all the rain we had last week. Call them at 504-367-5010 or playtimberlane.com to book a tee time. Holy Cross Play is running tonight and tomorrow night. I'm going to stop over there. Camelot, and that's uh, – GOFAN.com. You can purchase tickets for either tonight or tomorrow night, 7 p.m., 5500 Paris Avenue, right off of Robert E. Lee and all that area in Gentilly. So if you can make it there, that's a great cause there. And I want to mention, uh, get a great time Saturday. Uh, the Holocaust Remem- Remembrance Day was Saturday. Great event at the World War II Museum. They had a Holocaust survivor, gave a nice speech, a little Q&A. That was wonderful. The Rocket Man show was that night at the uh, Mahalia Jackson Theater, and that was wonderful. That guy was brilliant doing Elton John songs. Really impressive the way he played the piano. He was doing, he was jumping up and down. He was standing on top of the, the piano bench. He was unbelievable as well. We got Hops and Cops coming up on the 31st as well. That was rescheduled because of the weather. Uh, the NOP Stables, that's where it's going to take place. Hosted by the Louisiana Hospitality Foundation, louisianahospitality.org, and that's moved to the 31st of uh this month, just a couple of days away on Wednesday. And, of course, we also have AEW Wrestling. All Elite Wrestling takes place also Wednesday night at the UNO Lakefront Arena on the 31st of, uh, like, like I said, this Wednesday. So a lot of great stuff going on. And uh, we're going to wrap up the uh, season here. I know the Super Bowl is just going to be two weeks from yesterday. Chiefs are a two-point underdog against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. And if you look at the fact that the Chiefs have played the better competition on the road versus San Francisco, playing not as good a competition at home, and the Mahomes' record, we talked about that, 11-1-1 versus the spread as a starting quarterback since he's been with the Kansas City Chiefs, and also 10-3 and straight up as an underdog um, as a starting quarterback for the Chiefs, and the fact that the Chiefs are 14-3 and in the playoffs, and uh, they beat San Francisco a few years ago you know, in the Super Bowl. I like their chances, especially as an underdog. Shannon's 0-3 against the Chiefs. He's 2-2 two two in NFC Championship games and in the Super Bowl, if you add those together. And I think just the Chiefs have been there when they need. They haven't been perfect, like I talked about. I thought they should have kicked the field goal in the, in the second half, and then instead of going for a fourth down, they didn't get the first there. I also think that they have made mistakes in the playoffs. You think about the Buffalo game. Could have been an easier win without them uh, being able to run out the clock if they score when they fumble the ball like on the goal line. They're making a big deal about Baltimore fumbled on the goal line, but so did the Chiefs the week before, and they still overcame that and beat Buffalo. So you got to give them credit. And it's interesting that Spagnola was the coach, defensive coordinator one time with the Saints under Sean Payton only for a few years, and uh, he moved on. And uh, look what he's doing with the Chiefs. It's been unbelievable how well, especially how great they play. But they did something that the Houston Texans did not understand when I was watching that game. You can't let Lamar Jackson beat you with his legs. You can't let that happen. And they got enough pressure, and they held him in the pocket. They confined him in the pocket, and they made him throw the ball to beat them. And they they also got a, a sack a fumble strip and recover the ball. And they got a few sacks in that game. I think four sacks plus the fumble strip. And he threw the interception and triple coverage in the end zone. So they basically, and he only had like, what, 40, 50 yards rushing, I believe, something like that. They did exactly what Houston did not do. 
And that's how you beat uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. You keep him in the pocket, and you force him to throw the ball to beat you. Now, if he can do that, great. But he didn't do it uh, yesterday, and it didn't surprise me at all. So give credit to Spagnola and uh, the Chiefs organization uh, for, for being just so good in the big moments. If you throw out you know, two bad games, the Cincinnati second half, AFC championship game, they could have won, they should have won that game. And then the Super Bowl, they had a lot of injuries in that Patriots Super Bowl. Other than that, they've been great in the playoffs and in the Super Bowls, and, tr- and they should really win their third Super Bowl. And I've been telling everybody, not only do I like the Chiefs, I just like Andy Reid, I like Mahomes and Kelsey, but also I want them to win, to win as many Super Bowls as possible to get close enough to uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots because I'm tired of hearing about Brady and I think Mahomes is going to end up being just as good as him. That's my opinion. I think he will end up, even if he doesn't, there's no way he's going to win six Super Bowls. This is not realistic to win four. I know he's got time and he should win this one and be, win his third Super Bowl, but uh, you know, to get to six would be tough. But We have our final guest of the season on with us now. Uh, Glenn Gilbo is with us with Outkick.com. So Glenn, thanks for joining me this evening. Hey, Mitch, sorry I missed the earlier appointment. I got tied up with something. No, no My pro- bad. No, no problem. We were talking a little Super Bowl and, and uh, the Chiefs and all that and the, and the uh, 49ers and also the Saints, um, a little bit about offseason decision-making and, um, you know, whether it's through the draft or free agent. I think the Saints really need to focus on the draft because of their cap issues. I know they're wizards at moving money around to get underneath the cap, but I think they're going to they're gonna have to move on from some veterans that are going to cost a lot more money than, than these uh, guys on rookie contracts. What do you expect? And then, of course, they still have to pick their offensive coordinator. Are you concerned that they've kind of not – their their first couple of choices have not worked out, and they're going to have to go down the list a little bit. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, they what have they interviewed seven for the OC? Yeah, I think you're right. Yes. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a lot. Um, you know, uh, so maybe they're uh, you know people aren't interested, or uh, it just it just seems a little strange. You know, maybe they're you know you could say they were waiting for the the playoffs to get closer to done, you know, they're down the two teams. Um, but, uh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look good. Uh, cause you know, every, every, uh, every hire that Dennis Allen makes this season, uh, you know, there's that risk that it might be his last season. Uh, so that, that could be hurting the, uh, the, the selection process. And, you know, they, they do need to take advantage of, uh, the uh, their their roster. I mean, you know, it's not like they're going to make a Super Bowl run next year. They haven't been close. So now is when you you, you have a sale, not quite a fire sale, but now is when you get rid of that uh, all the debt, you know, and and uh, and move on from some players, save some money, and and go with the draft and 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 free agency. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't know how much they could afford in free agency, but I think they they should think about guys like Lattimore and Kamara. I think maybe it depends a little bit of what they think about Kendra Miller moving on in his second year because you can always get running backs later in the draft. They're talking about maybe drafting a wide receiver, although the young guys played well at the end of the season. I think Mike Thomas is gone. 
And so we'll see. And I think Jameis Winston's probably going as well. I still think the Saints should draft a quarterback. I don't know. It doesn't have to be a home run, but they have to have a dependable, inexpensive backup and not Jameis Winston. And I think, I don't know if they're going to do that or not. I'm concerned about that. What are your thoughts on the quarterback position? Yeah, well, that, that's definitely a, a, a position where you could save some money at. You know, get a get a rookie or maybe even a, a free uh, you know a free agent or, or uh, not not through free agency uh, you know somebody on waivers that that can play a decent backup quarterback because Carr is pretty durable he got banged up this past year but uh, yeah you don't need to have an expensive backup quarterback that's for sure um, but you know when they when they were still winning a few years ago you felt like they had to keep the team together. Uh, and and do the magic with the salary cap, but now you know the defense has gotten old. You know now, now it's time to to really go young. You know and and also go cheap. You know and and uh, and and keep the very best players. But um, you know they they got to have a good draft. Um, you know uh, I, I mean it's hard to say what position they ought to focus on in the draft because. They need something just about everywhere, you know. So yeah. I, don't, I don't think they can. I don't think they can go wrong by uh, by position. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Hey, we got a roll, but Glenn, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for joining me this evening. Okay, thank you. All right, that was Glenn Gilbert. We got to wrap up the show, and thank you, Josh Beck, the studio, and all the great people at WGSO as we wrap up this 12th season of In the Red Zone. And we'll be uh, talking a little Super Bowl on Saturday as we start Saturday with the new show, New Orleans Today. So we'll be talking a a lot of basketball as well as we move into basketball season with this one more football game to go this season in the Super Bowl. I like the Chiefs to win the game. Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we will talk to you Saturday live. In New Orleans East on Premier Jeep Dodge. Mitch Gibbs here, host of In the Red Zone in our 12th season for LA Medical Management Corporation, located at 2930 Canal Boulevard, New Orleans, Louisiana. And they are open Monday through Thursdays, 8.30 to 5.30 p.m. and Fridays, 8 to 5 p.m. At LMMC, they handle primary care, physical therapy, and diagnostic testing. With medical doctors on staff, they are the personal injury specialists and the leaders in accident-related health care. Call them today at 504-821-2574. At Fidelity Bank, some of our clients say here for good in Spanish. Estamos aquí para quedarnos. Some say it in French. Ici pour de bon. Vietnamese. Aray, my, my. And even Italian. Qui per sempre. Because here for good means we're local and committed to our uniquely diverse South Louisiana community. Come see what a difference a local bank can make. Since 1908, here for good. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Are you suffering from neck and back pain from a recent car accident? Have you gone to the emergency room to have them tell you there's nothing wrong? Hi, I'm Dr. Steven Tremuda with Doctors Rehab Services. And chiropractic care is one of the best remedies for whiplash and soft tissue injuries. With locations in Kenner, Mid-City, and the West Bank, it's easy to start your road to recovery. At Doctors Rehab Service, we'll even do all the work with your insurance company and attorney to get you the care you really need. For a free consultation or to get more information, call Doctors Rehab Services at 504-465-5553. Call me, Dr. T. 
Mitch Gibbs here, host of In the Red Zone, talking about my good friend Bob and Parish Coffee, which started in 2018 and provides quality coffee at an affordable price. Try their medium roast, dark roast, chicory coffee, decaf coffee, and southern pecan. They are all handcrafted with a great taste to wake you up to a beautiful morning and are available at local roasters including Robert's, Rouse's, Bromart, Langensteins, Canseco's, and Doranac. 